The amount of news in politics going on in this country right now is incredible. The slant is incredibly polarizing. To put it bluntly, it's trash. And we are throwing a match on it. And setting it on fire. This is Republic's Reckoning. From the Close Bros Studio in sunny Tampa, Florida, where ideas meet insight and truth reigns supreme. And now your hosts, the mama bear, Allie Marie, the voice of the streets, the coach, Scott Levinson, and Matt DeGuy. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Republic's Reckoning podcast. Um, This is our inaugural show. So um, there is not a real big format for this show. This is just a get to know you and get to know us on what we're doing here. Um, So to take care of some administrative things first before we get started. um, First of all, um, to get a hold of us to, to watch the podcast, what you need to do is you need to go to www2, the number two, the letter R, podpod.com. Um, if you go there, you will see everything that you need to see in order to watch the Republic's Reckoning podcast. Um, we are on Rumble, we are on pill.net, we are on Truth Social, um, we are on Facebook. Instagram and X. Um, Facebook and Instagram is probably temporary, um, but we'll see how that goes. It just depends on how far, how long they allow us on their platform. But either way, whichever social media platform that you go to, um, it is to the number two, the letter R, um, and then pod, P-O-D. Also, if you go to our website, if you want to get a hold of myself, Scott, or Allie, um, you can email any one of us. Um, our emails are on there. It's either Matt, Scott, or Allie at 2rpod.com. Or if you just want to hit the general info, um, it's info at 2rpod.com. Um, if you go to the contact form on the website, um, there's two forms that you can fill out. One, if you'd like to hear us talk about something or if you have a subject that you would like referenced on our show, Um, There's a form you can fill out. Understand that when you fill that out, have a little bit of information of what it is that you want us to talk about. We're not going to do all of the research for you. um, So have it researched a little bit before you send it to us. Um, But you can fill that form out and give it to us. We'll we'll take a look at it. Um, And if it's something that we feel is necessary to put on the Republic's Reckoning, we will definitely talk about it. Also, and this is for anyone from anywhere... Um, there's also a form if you would like to come on the show, if you would like to talk about things going on in our nation, in our state, in our community, um, we, you're more than welcome to come on the show, fill out the form, we'll get you on the show, um, and understand that, that this is a form for everybody. I don't care what your ideology is, what your socioeconomical background and what your a political affiliation is. If you have something that you want to come on the show and talk about, um, we may have you on the show um, at our discretion. So ways to get a hold of us, ways to get in touch with us. We are very accessible, unlike your politicians. Um, so reach out and we're happy to talk to you. But um, without further ado, um, I'm going to give it over to first Allie and then Scott so we can talk about, one, what we're doing and why we're doing it, um, and two, so we can do some introductions. So go ahead. 
All right, well, first I wanted to um, really clarify about why we started the podcast. If you can give them a little bit of information about that, I thought that's what you were going to do. <laughs> okay, I'll do that. I started the podcast you, watch you, you two beat each other up. You, you could have jumped right in there if I you know, wanted I to, just... but sure, I'll explain why we're doing what we're doing. Um, yes, this is the show that you're going to watch. Um, so yeah so one right there's super crazy stupid spin on everything that you hear in the media um everything is one-sided one way or the other um also you know this is we want to create a platform where all minds can come together um and have a dialect um civil discourse right now um, is at the worst as it's ever been here in our nation, um, in our county as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, conversations do not happen anymore. It becomes more of a shouting match or a name-calling event. Um, and so we want to provide a platform where folks can come on um, and no matter what their ideology is, um, and we can have a conversation, not necessarily to agree with you or take on your viewpoint, but to bring all sides to the table so we can have a have a conversation. Um, it, it's funny, you know, in some of these conversations that I've, that I've had, you find that you have things in common. Mm-hmm. We're not all completely opposite. There are things in common. There are things that we agree on. And then there's things that we don't just, you know, we don't agree on. Um, but progress doesn't happen until everybody comes to the table. So we wanted to create a platform where that was possible. Um, whether you're a Republican, whether you're a Democrat, whether you're non-party affiliated or independent or whatever it is that whatever flavor it is that they're calling it nowadays, um, all ideas are welcome to the show to have a conversation. Um, and this is going to be a place where you can be open and vulnerable, where we're not going to go directly to calling you names or making you feel stupid for believing what you believe. Um, you know, it is really a place for discourse. Also, we wanted to create a place where all politicians, right? Um, Most of the politicians, they like to stick in their echo chambers when they talk. They like to go to places where people agree with them um, and they are afraid to go out of their comfort zone and go to places where people don't. We want to invite all the politicians, whether you're left, right, center, um, all of them onto the show so they can come and, and have conversations we can ask them questions that's important because we want our fans to be able to engage those politicians as well as us be able to engage the politicians um, and then to be able to hear from the people Um, so we're going to invite those people on we're going to have people from our community leaders within the community Um, we're going to have them on so they can talk about what they're doing in the community but also one thing that we've forgotten at a nation, as the nation is is that freedom and liberty are an action word, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, the premise of this one is we're going to talk about everything from history to current events um, because, you know, our history has been half told mm-hmm. um, or has been now has been rewritten. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to talk about everything from history to current events um, and, and also, we want to talk about the responsibilities of a U.S. citizen, the, responsi- the, the civic responsibilities of a U.S. citizen, because understand that your, your civic responsibility doesn't stop at the ballot booth. Mm-hmm. It doesn't stop when you vote. Um, it, in order to have a government of the people, by the people, for the people, the people have to be involved in the government. 
And right now we're not doing a good job of that as a nation. So we're here to talk about that. We're here to give tips and pointers and assist um, in activating our communities throughout the whole United States on being playing a more active role in their government so that we can actually make progress. Because right now we have a government, a government that um, is is there to it's it's almost parasitic, right? Mm. Our government exists to create more law in order to grow in order to um, in, in order to grow and in order to, to control, right? And we have politicians in that government that do not support the people. Mm. They they don't they for whatever reason whether they're ignorant or completely out of touch with the American people um, or whether they're just puppets for the administrative and auxiliary bodies that haven't been elected by the United States of America um, or whether they're puppets for special interests um, and, and basically the highest bidder. So that's what this podcast is about. This is what we're going to do. Um, so now I'll hand it over to Allie so she can introduce herself. Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining us on whatever platform it is that you are joining us from. Um, I just wanted to give a little bit of my background and how I started and got involved in politics. It was, I believe, in 2017 when uh, there was legislation being pushed across California that was aiming to strip away religious exemptions from vaccines. Um, There was a doctor that was giving uh, a speech at one of the rallies. Her name was Dr. Tony Bark. God bless her. She's, uh, may she rest in peace. She has since passed. Um, And I took out one of the really long sheets of paper from the, like our kids easels and I was taking notes and I did a little bit of research and, um, I found some, read some documents from the NIH and HHS and CDC itself and decided that this was something that I, I was going to be passionate about. Um, we have seen our children have reactions from certain vaccinations and, um, we were gaslit by doctors and were told, you know, that they wouldn't annotate uh, the adverse reaction in the medical record because we lived in Florida and we could get a religious exemption. So um, then there was a senator here that here in Florida in 2018 that was trying to push legislation to pretty much do the same thing that California was doing, creating a medical board that had no context or proximity to your children that was going to make decisions for them whether or not they could get a, a medical exemption, which ex- which is extremely difficult to get in and of itself. Um, and we gathered a group of, you know, moms that wanted their medical rights to their children um, and not have it be government-led. So we ended up... Um, running around and calling our politicians and giving uh, public comment at delegation hearings. And uh, we made phone calls and we advocated for those bills to uh, be removed and not passed. And that's the power of moms, right? And then 2020 hit and the world lost its mind, especially here in America where we had our own government, you know, personnel telling people who was essential and who wasn't essential and that you could had to be locked down in your house away from everybody and you couldn't see your family members and you couldn't go to hospitals and see your, you know, grandparents or parents that were in, you know, admitted in the hospital. Um, and, and being prior service, my husband being prior service and coming from a long line 
of military members, uh, my, I say my patriotic spidey senses <laughs> were going off and uh, I had to put my combat boots back on and, and was like, listen, you know, if you put money, if you go to work and you put food on your table, you are an essential worker. And there is no person that is currently sitting in government that is allowed to tell you that you can and can't work, that you can and cannot leave your house. Like that is not um, what America was built on. That's, you know, oppression. That's totalitarian. Anyway, um, so I went out and I started just getting more involved in the political process and I made some friends and <laughs> some enemies too. <laughs> but that's all good, right? Facts. Yeah. So um, and then, you know, I was going to school boards and listening to what was going on in our own district and how the teachers unions were strong arming our, our elected representatives sitting on our school boards trying to keep our children out of school which was damaging, right? We had special needs kids that couldn't get access to um, things that they needed. Uh, we had, you know, children that depended on, you know, schools for food, and they were unable to, to reach that. I mean, yes, there were other nonprofits that were working with our schools to help make that happen. However, that would have all been mitigated um, and, and, and lessened if we had the option of sending our children to school. And so I went, I made several public comments about that. Um, and then I just kept feeling this pull, like, you know, if not you, then who? And if not now, then when? And that was something that was just really, and I don't even know where I heard it from, honestly. Um, and I, I kind of was, was pushed to, to read the book of Esther. The book of Esther kind of opened my eyes a little bit. I got a little inspiration from that and um, decided to put my hat in the ring to run for school board. Um, I did that and I was one of the first candidates to be endorsed by a sitting governor in the history of politics. It's like never happened before. <laughs> uh, and I earned 80,000 votes in my race. And although I did not win my race, I learned an extreme amount. Uh, and now I am a director at a nonprofit called Moms for America, and I do media hits with them. I travel the country for them, and I educate, you know, people how to be civically active uh, in in their communities and in politics. Um, there was a part where, when we had the the shutdown, everything shut down here in Florida. And I gathered with a group of my moms, and we opened, we did a reopen Tampa rally and had about 400 people show up to that rally. And then we all looked at each other and said, oh my goodness, no, you know, elections are coming around and we don't, we need to make sure we have, you know, good constitutional people that are going to sit in office and represent us um, to make sure that our rights are not stripped away because they're God-given and they're not granted or given by government. Because if they're given by people, by man, it's easier to be taken away. Um, and so... We had a forum that we a forum that we put together. We didn't really know that that's what that was until afterwards. Um, we sent out questionnaires. People showed up. We introduced um, a lot of candidates to a different demographic, a demographic of just moms, right? Um, and everybody that we liked that aligned with our values, uh, constitutional values, our, our conservative constitutional values, uh, and we all went out and campaigned for them. We, you know, had moms baby wearing and stroller pushing and hand holding with their kids, door knocking and making phone calls and fundraising and things like that for, for our, um, our candidates. And everybody won their primary, right? And only two, I believe, lost their general election in 2020. So that's the power of moms, you guys. And we can do it. And I, I want to be a force multiplier and make that happen more so throughout our entire community 
um, and, and throughout our nation, not just moms, but right, like we need everybody to be civically involved because we outnumber them. And right now, as you can see, looking at current events, our government does not currently represent the people. As you can see in Texas right now, 87% of Texans support school choice, educational freedom, and yet the representatives that they currently have in office have shut down education choice. So we need more people to be civically involved. We need people to understand the proper role of government, roles and responsibilities of each elected office, and how to build valuable relationships in order to push positive policy. Right, and, it, and that, that's one of the points that I want to make, right, when I talk about activating the communities and things like that, is Texas is the perfect example. 86% of the population, the voting population, is in support of school choice and they voted it down 86 percent so that tells me a couple of things right one that tells me that the texas the texas state government is isn't for the people right they, they don't care about the people but also that tells me that the texas residents those tax paying elected you know um, folks that elect those people are not active because their government is not afraid of them Politically, their government doesn't care about them, mm -hmm. and you know we it, it is a it's it's rampant across the nation now, where these folks they come in and they go and they speak and they say all these fancy smancy things, and everybody falls head over heels for them, um, and then they get into office and they do the exact opposite um, because they know there's no repercussions for their actions. Okay. They know that they're going to come next election cycle to those same people. And they're going to talk about all the fancy things that they really didn't do while they were in office. And everybody's going to go, oh, yay, and elect them again. There, there's absolutely no repercussions for, like, every, every person that voted no um, on that, that bill for school choice in Texas should be. They're not, but they should be worried about the seat that they hold right now. Um, but they're not. So, I hope so. Yeah, I, I hope digress. that Texans um, come back and take their house back. Unfortunately, people, especially those that pay attention to politics in such short spans, mm -hmm. like elections, they forget what they did after the election. Right, which mm -hmm. is why it's so important to connect the session votes with the campaign right. talking oh, I points. I know that name. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, I voted yeah. for them last time. Mm -hmm. I voted for them last time, so time. I'll vote for them again. Absolutely. All right, Scott. Well, let us know where, how you got started and why you're in this space. Purely by mistake. <laughs> Complete accident. Accidentally. Totally fell into it. <laughs> yes. Trip Actually, you know, that's not so far from the truth. Um, I got into politics to teach a lesson to a bunch of kids and families who felt they didn't have a voice. And uh, I spent... 30 years in the community running a uh, youth football organization and cheer with equipment that held still. <laughs> I'm struggling, folks. Um, We're high budget here. All right. And um, I wanted to show the kids mainly that you can do whatever you want and no one can stop you and that we all have a voice. So I got into it, and everyone thought I was crazy for doing it. I still think you're crazy. I, I'm aware. 
Uh, but, you know, after 30 years in youth sports, politics is not... It, let me tell you something. Everyone hey. says, oh, politics is just down dirty and it's just criminal. And it's... Those of you that say that, you're right. But Have you ever been to a youth football game? That's right, my question. Right. I mean, recently. I mean, youth football, <laughs> soccer, baseball, cheerleading, it doesn't youth matter. athletics it's, um, is... Can be pretty brutal. It can be pretty brutal. Um, And so I got into it. I decided to run for commissioner back in 2020. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I went into it, you know, knowing politics was a money game. And I have always raised money for the kids and the teams and families. but I had never really raised money for myself because it's hard to ask for money for yourself. And I still struggle with that. Um, so I was the guy as I got a call from a group in Atlanta and I became known uh, and it was a great tagline. I wish I would have known it before the They called me it afterwards that I was the show with no dough. <laughs> And the show with no dough. dough. That's pretty catchy. It is. I like that. It is. Uh, And actually defined me pretty well. Um, Because it had to be a show. Because there was no dough. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And uh, luckily, knock on wood, um, I have been around the community. I'm born and raised in Tampa. Uh, Born here in 65, 58 years old. Went away to college, but back here and and have done everything here. So people didn't know my name, so I didn't need to spend all that money. And, uh, you know, I thought the primaries would roll around. And, I mean, I got out there. And, I mean, I knocked doors. I walked Walmart. I walked parking lots. I went to every park I could, every mall I could. And I didn't get involved with the establishment. And everyone, well, you need to to raise money. Well, I haven't been in politics all these years because I hate the establishment. That was my my answer. And so here comes the primaries. And I think everyone expected the gentleman I ran against had been in county government for 30, over 30 years. So a career, a career career politician. No. Career bureaucrat, which is even worse than, than, you know, someone that, and this is nothing against county workers individually, but it's just the way our society is. You have a job that you don't have to worry about getting a paycheck on Friday Mm -hmm. uh, through the pandemic and so forth. So I ran against a, a 30 year plus bureaucrat. And he was the anointed one. And I got nothing from the party. I had no support from the elected officials. It mm-hmm. was just... No, they all thought you were... Uh, it was an unwinnable seat for Scott Levinson. Seat, very so we're unwinnable. We're not going to support him. And, and I got to be honest. I didn't blame him at first. Mm-hmm. Um, but the primary rolls around and we win that night by almost 11 points yep 
And I got a call from the newspaper, and uh, they said, is this Scott Levinson? I said, yes, it is. They said, well, we're getting ready to announce you the winner of the primary. Do you have anything to say? And I was in shock. I mean, I was watching it on the TV, and I saw it said 100% in, and, but there was no little checkbox. I wanted that checkbox. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, so they said, so we're going to declare you the winner. Do you have anything to say? And uh, since I honestly said, are you effing serious? Mm-hmm. Do you want us to print that, Mr. Levinson? Do you Levinson? want us to print that? <laughs> no, probably <laughs> not. To print that? Well, what are you going to do now? I have no idea. Can you tell me what I'm supposed to do now? I had no idea. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I was going to win a primary. I ran against a guy that spent $65,000 to my eight hundred dollars, right, right, and we won by by that margin. And at that point, I realized the people that live next door to you, that you meet in the mall, that you meet at Publix, that you meet at Walmart, they vote. It can be done. You guys. They vote. It and can be done. They do vote. And I realized at that time that. The people finally had their say, and they had a voice. Mm-hmm. And that's where we came up after that primary with the voice of the streets. Yeah, um, I am not the voice of the streets. I am one of the voices of the streets. I just happen to be the conduit that has been a front man in the public eye for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And so am I the voice of the streets? I'd like to think I'm one of them, but I will be happy to carry it for everyone. Mm-hmm. But we showed people that it mattered. And we won that primary. We moved to the general. And that's when still, oh, you're unelectable. Not only did they say I was unelectable, they actively supported our own conservative constitutionalist, yes, quote, quote. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Dr. Evil, quote, quote, uh, <laughs> supported the other side. And Sounds familiar, Scott. When I know, the same thing happen. And when it was all <laughs> said and done, we lost by 1%. And I think back, and everyone's like, oh, you need to fight it. You need to do this. Being an old-time, old football coach, that's not my style. Right. Whether it was right, wrong, whether the machines, this, that, I'm not that smart. I don't understand, you know, a voting machine to me, I'm not going to sit there and fight about it because I don't understand it. (laughs) Uh, And anyone that says they do, I don't believe them because they just don't. But it's a good rally cry. So I, I, as a football coach would do, I decided, no, we'll just put together a new game plan, come out, and we'll see what happens. I never intended on running again. I did and managed to lose by a half a point. I don't know anyone that could do that to 415000 to $20,000 again. To me, it was never about a title. Mm-hmm. Thank God we, we took control, and I say we as conservatives, but as I said, don't expect 
preferred treatment if you come into the show because you're a conservative, because you all suck sometimes, too. Absolutely. <laughs> well, we're all here. And, and um, you know, we all do. But it was, I realized that you don't need a title. No, I didn't win. No, I am not Commissioner Levinson. But I am Scott Levinson, a voice from the streets. And that is where I believe everything we need to do will come from. I, I, I recoil at the fact when someone says, what is your platform? As an elected official, you should not have a platform. You should do what the people ask you to do. Amen. You should tell Amen. them how you will do it, mm-hmm. but you should not tell them what you will do because mm-hmm. then you are taking away their voice. Absolutely. And you are there to represent, if you are conservative, you are there to represent both sides, yes. not just the conservatives. If you are a liberal, you are there to represent both sides, not just the liberals. And that is what I hope we will do in the show, and we will show in the show. And that's why I did it. I mean, I wish I had some great story that God came down and showed me an angel and, and all that. And I'm not even sure my elevator's going up that way. But, I mean, <laughs> we just don't know yet. But... Um, it was just to show people you can have a voice. And I think looking at society today, looking at what we are becoming or what we've become, we need our voices to be heard and we need to respect those voices that do not parrot ours. Right. Because well, everyone's entitled to their voice. Well, yeah, and... and that goes back to what I said earlier is, you know, no progress happens until everybody comes to the table. That doesn't mean that there has to be a compromise of morals, values or anything like that. But there has to be a discussion. There has to yeah. be some discourse. Um, and, and and all sides need to be heard or all sides feel not represented. Like well, bottom line. Not only that, but if you're only talking from your point of view and if you always get your way you truly are no longer a republic a democracy whatever you want to call it you have now become an oligarchy mm-hmm. or a, a authoritarian a authoritarian My way or right. or a kingdom mm-hmm. absolutely and that is is why it, it really is and uh so I hope when we, the guests that we have on, I want their honest opinions. And we are going to have guests from both sides on. Mm-hmm. And no, this is not an echo chamber, as you said. And um, I've realized, and I guess the best learning experience, I'm sure, Ali, you had the same experience, is in politics, your friends are your friends when they think they can get something Mm -hmm. or they think they can jump on your tails Mm -hmm. and ride the the train and um, I realized real quick that there's a lot of fake fake people in the political realm Um, I used to think that I had to play along and Mm -hmm. I realized real quick that the more you play along the more frustrating it is because 
they're full of it. Well, I'm when you play along, you kind of compromise your, your values. Right. You compromise right. yourself, and, and that's not something I was willing to do. I had, you know, people ask me, you know, well, do you want to get elected or do you want your message out? And I'm like, well, it, you got to have to do, you got to do both. I mean, I'm not going to, I have to show up authentically. Otherwise, like, I already had a base. And so if I was to turn around and say, no, skirt, I'm not going to talk about that while I'm running for office, but I need your vote. Yep. Like, you look like someone that's been bought and paid for, and that's not something that we, I feel, we deserve as the American republic that we are, the American citizens that we are. We deserve people that are authentic, which is why I love what we're doing here, because I want people to know why our political or the, the ones that are elected or elected representatives are in it. Why are you in it? Why did you get started? We need to we need to understand the way you think, the way you process things so that we can maybe come to some sort of agreement on how you pass things or at least understand why you're voting the way you're voting. You have to be able to build that relationship. In order for you to build that relationship, you have to be vulnerable. And in order for you to be vulnerable, you have to tell the truth. You have to show up authentically. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's missing. We forget that the people that are hired to represent us, we forget that first we hire them. Two, that they yeah. work for us. Yeah. And uh, three, that they are supposed to represent us. And if we are too busy celebritizing them and not asking them the difficult questions, like, why did you vote that way? If we're not getting curious about why our elected representatives are voting the way they are or are doing the, way, doing the things that they are, we lose that, that connectivity. We lose that proximity. Um, and that's what I hope that we're trying to bring back. I know that that's what we're trying to bring back with this, um, yeah. th with this podcast that we're yeah, doing. Yeah, so. I mean, they all, to me, they all go for the Pink Floyd. You know, we talk about a brigade here. They all go Pink Floyd. It's money. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, they might have, I'm surprised half of our elected officials, that is not their campaign song, is Pink Floyd's money. Because it is so odd. They get in office, what's the first thing they do? They open a pack. Mm -hmm. Well, I need the money to get reelected. Well, they the haven't put focus it into or, your or, election. Right, or, or, just, you can or do your job. Focus on why you got elected in the first place. Or you if job. you need the money to get elected again, put it into your campaign and not a pack. Right. Because the pack, you could go get your haircut for your campaign. You could go get your new car. You can go get your new clothes. You I think can, in recent news, we all know who we're talking about. No. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't follow. I have no idea. <laughs> so moving right along. Did I just silence the room? Seriously? No, no, no. It's just we're not mentioning any names. No, I don't want to mention names. Not yet. Not, not yet. yet. There you yeah, go. Not yet. There you not go. Yet. No, but and it honestly wouldn't be to be like, oh, you're such a terrible person. It's not to like point fingers. It's just to call out like what what well, you're doing while you're in office. I'm going to take too much money. So I, they I'll make way too their base salary. I agree. Absolutely. I mean, a, a commissioner in Hillsborough County is making one hundred and ten thousand dollars for what? What's the median income in Hillsborough County? Probably 55000 55, Right. I think our politicians should make the median amount of the citizens that live in the area that which they are elected yep. in. Absolutely. Well, it shouldn't be more appealing to be. They are public servants, right? Right. right. Service okay. is, is a part of it. But, what, and, but service. We think they are. But anyways. service That's looks different. Service, service is not going to events and taking pictures with other politicians. It's going to events 
and speaking with the people. It's you know what I mean. Like it, that's the problem is. It's not just pictures. It, well, it's not only that, but the problem is, think of the events you see. Let's take social media on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, Facebook. And some of these are 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 good intended events, like the cancer awareness ball, of and, and they, those are such. Oh, but what normal? person that lives in Hillsborough County can afford to go at $150 a plate to the ball. Not many. Uh, if it were only 150 well, those, yeah, those that, galas and yeah. things, they're like 500 Who, You know, a plate, we gave so. over two years $8 million to the Stras, less than one half Crazy. of 1% of the people almost, in Hillsborough see, almost County dropped a name. attend As, that. This close. I what? almost dropped a name. About the Strats? Look, I, almost my, dropped look name. I feel I can talk about the Strats because my family's company was one of the first when they built it to put 50000 You go into that building right now, you'll see that name. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. That was something from a private sector donation. Right. Yeah. Yes. Not from county Not taxpayer from pockets. Not from county taxpayer pockets. Right. But that's what I mean so by follow and, the money. And, and then, so... In, we give all this money to the Stras, and 60% of the people in the county can't even afford to go to a, 60? an event there. Really? 62% okay, of the people in the United States are living paycheck to paycheck right now. This is fact. If you, it, it, let's not limit it to the Stras. How many families of four can go to the Bucks game tomorrow? I don't not even many. know if it's here. Not uh, many. That's if it's here. I'm, yeah. I'm not, of course, you're not flying. Okay, uh, so home games. We'll just say home games, but okay. not many. You could get right now for the game on December third. I think you could get a upper level ticket for thirty, forty bucks right now. Possibly. Okay, so if you take a family of four, you're now one hundred and twenty, one hundred and fifty bucks. Mm-hmm. You got to park, so now you're that's at another thirty dollars. Oh, right. Now bucks. you're at, at one hundred and seventy bucks. Food if drinks. you want. Four Cokes and four hot dogs. You just that's dropped another, another bucks. 60, 70 bucks. <laughs> So now, the average family of four went to a Bucks home game for two hundred and fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. It is not realistic. Yep. And I get it. I get it. And for all those people that were, see, I was a season ticket holder too. I prioritized, and that was a priority to me. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying everyone that goes to a Bucks game is a millionaire, because there are some people that that is their disposable right. income. Right. That is Absolutely. what they save all year long, and that's what they do. But let us not kid ourselves. Going to the Stras, going to a sporting event, these are all nowadays luxury items. Right, and luxury shouldn't come before flooding streets. Why not? The sun will come out tomorrow, Annie. Yeah, but they should. That's what she said. And I yeah. saw her at the stretch. Yeah. She said that. I mean, she like, said, she don't worry about right. your streets flooding that. because the sun will come out tomorrow. So, wow. Yeah, and that's that's the problem. And, and that this is what I was talking was, about. <laughs> this wow. is what I was talking about with we have politicians that we've elected on both sides of the house that you know, go and give these big stump speeches about how great they are for the community and then turn around, they're either willfully ignorant or they're puppets for special interests, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's very evident, very swiftly after they get elected, right. 
very swiftly after they get elected, we see what their priorities really are. Um, and a majority of it is to the deep pockets. That's where the priorities are, no matter whether they're a Republican or a Democrat. I can count very few within this county, whether it be city council, whether it be county commission, whether it be school board, very few elected servants in this county that actually really care about the people and that care more about their donors, their donors and the deep pockets that funded their campaign. And it's not unique. Honestly, it's not unique to Hillsboro. It's, it's everywhere. everywhere. I'm, I'm yeah. a, a national director of a national nonprofit and I travel the country and I speak to people ground level, grassroots level, and they all say the same thing. A lot of our constitutionally driven candidates that are, have never run for office before are finding the same thing. They're not only fighting the other side, but they're also fighting the establishment because Absolutely. the establishment likes the way things currently are. They don't want an educated voter populace because that gets in the way of them doing pushing the things that you know their handlers are telling them to push. I, I mean, to do that, but I don't want to really rock the boat because if I talk about that, then we won't be able to get this, and it's just yeah. it, it's it's so yeah. Oh, we yeah. got to compromise to get what we want. No, oh, and no, you don't. You got to do your damn job. But they you see follow the law. That's what it is. Honestly, that's really that's as simple but as it the is. It's, is. It's they don't know the law though. But th- and that's my point. That's the problem. They don't know the law. They don't know what they're running for. Well, and that's why yeah. I want to educate the people on what the proper role and responsibilities and are. That's what why the rules I feel are. we can do more and have more of a voice as a non-title person than a person with a title. Mm-hmm. I mean, but, you know, they're all doing good. See, we're coming into the holidays now. Yeah. So this is awesome. What I love about this time of year is we get to see everyone wearing an apron at Metropolitan Ministries. Yeah, yeah Metropolitan Ministries. They go, go, oh, yeah, and we're up, going and hand turkey plates. Well, why don't you do it all year long? Be, or why don't you do it for well, the last three or two years? That's because they're too busy taking promo pictures and all that other stuff. Well, or or the ones that, you know, oh, I'm going to donate 100 turkeys and people will come pick them up and I'll be getting a, Well, you understand. The hundred people that really need the turkeys really don't have any way of getting where get you are. Anyways. So you want to impress me? Don't talk See, but about it. We can't it. go to those areas though because oh well, they didn't vote for us. They didn't listen. It's a to waste us. of time. It's a waste of time. Right. That's right. what. That's what she was told by politicians and consultants alike. Don't go down there. It's a waste of your time. Well, They're not going to agree with you. They're not going to vote for you. But you know what? They vote. And I mean, they call have it what you too. are. Don't go into the black neighborhoods and black areas because it's a waste of time. Well, I'm sitting here as a white guy telling you, you're all idiots. And I'll tell you, the reason why why her as a brand new nobody candidate got 80,000 votes is because when those people told her that, she was like, yeah, no, they vote too. Their voices are important too. So I'm going to go talk to them, whether... Whether they like me or not, they still need to hear my Look, message. And listen, I was I was called white supremacist and blackface. I was called an Uncle Tom. I was called a race traitor. I was called all kinds of derogatory terms just because I was in the room and they knew either that I was I was uh, a member of Moms for Liberty, a mm-hmm. member of Moms for America, or I was um, uh, endorsed by the governor. And right. so they they took 
that surface level, right, and judged me based on surface level. But when I came in and I actually spoke policy and I spoke about what I was there for and why I was there, then the whole room was quiet. Well, and, and I, I earned and some and people's votes that way. So you didn't dip, right? No, and I didn't back so down. I, one one thing that I want to mention, because you do have some politicians that will go to those areas one time. Only when they're to elected. Just check the box. Or well, no, when just they're one time. Mm-hmm. One time that will go there just to check the box. And they never they'll show up so up. they can say they 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 did it, right? Um, and they'll they'll get yelled at and they'll get screamed at and they'll run away with their tail tucked between their legs and they won't come back. And, and the it that shows everything. Yeah. To those individuals, well, right? Then, so when you when you get the lashings and you have the conversations and they're not easy conversations, no. but you still have them. Those people start to respect you a little bit more because, okay, so she didn't agree. You know, I don't agree with her. She doesn't agree with me. We we had a heated conversation, and it wasn't anything where anybody was afraid of their life. They were just mad and upset, right? And so they had a heated conversation, but you came back. Mm-hmm. You came back. And I, I have been a little in on a hiatus after the election. I mean, it took a lot out of me. Like, I had to take a break, and I ended up taking, what, about a year, a year break? Yeah. Because I just ended up getting kind of sick. You know sick what? That's 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 odd. But uh, you know, I put a lot of energy into that. You can't tell. You can't say you're going to fix a problem if you don't go and actually see what the problem exactly. is. It's like a plumber saying, and, "Yeah, I'll fix your leak," and never showing up at your house. Or try to figure out what the root problem is. Like, what you know what right. I mean? Again, we're back in the streets. Yep. Yeah. And and, <laughs> and I keep saying that's where it all goes back to. Or we could keep electing the people that go, as we said, to the Stovall House for their their kickoff parties, or we could keep electing the the people that are at Pepin every week for a gala that no one can afford to go to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not saying they're not good people, but when those are the only places you see them is with each other, mm-hmm. right? I have an issue, and good God, I do not want to hear, well, I donated for you. No, there's a difference between throwing money at something and throwing heart at something. Absolutely. And we can throw all the money in the world at things, but if we don't start, everyone says, think with your mind. And you do need to think with your mind, but you need to act with your heart. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, oh, I was at this gala, and we raised so much money for for cancer. We raised so much money for for this or that or the other. Great, great. How's Mm -hmm. the money being used? Who's using everyone that, you know, you saw with your kids? In my my. My response to a lot of those folks that go to like these these galas for especially like if you sit in a county seat and you're going to these galas for these big national organizations and you're saying, oh, we raise money, you know, ten million dollars for cancer. Okay, what's that doing for Hillsborough County? Right. What's that doing for Hillsborough? Great. Fantastic. Wonderful. What's it doing for Hillsborough County? How many people? What is the return on investment of with your time? Yet, where's the money really going? Do you know the, the right. pink? Mm-hmm. Show me the receipts. October, breast cancer. Show the me pink. the receipts. Who started that? Where does it go? Susan G. Coleman? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how much <laughs> of that money raised, they found out, really goes to cancer research? Less than 10%. So... 
Guys, it's so important for you to do research. Where we give our money in this county up until this past year, and I'm not even sure it's still going to be audited because they still have to vote on each one individually. Yeah. It all sounds great, and Josh Wassel did a great job Fantastic getting that, job out getting there. that out there. The Absolutely. only problem is if anyone really paid attention at the very end, one of our other commissioners. Ken Hagen. Okay. I, I, was, I mean, I was you there. dropped Josh. Right. Well, I watched right. the meeting. And said, well, the we'll have to, we, you know, we will be able to vote on them individually also. Right. You know, the, the special ones that really do, well, we're back to them deciding which are needed. Right. And, which, and which put us, it puts us in the same position we were in before. It, it needs except to for be. Now they're not willy-nilly. Now they're wasting board time voting on it. It needs to be what the people need. What? How is this going to benefit the people of our county? How the arts are it. important. Don't get Bottom me wrong, line. folks. The arts are real important. Obviously. Then let's make them affordable, right. shall we? Right. So they're only important when, one, you can interest the communities that surround it yeah. in going. Two, when those communities can afford to go to and participate in and that there's beneficial So if we're going to give $8 million to something like the Strats, and, and everyone says, oh, you simplify things too much. Well, because life just isn't that hard when you really think about it. you got to break it down. Fifth oh, grade level. I made a joke about Annie. So when the play musical Annie comes mm-hmm. to the Strats, and it's here for 10 days mm-hmm. or seven days. How about out of one of those seven days, for all of the tax dollars we do, we do drawings. And one day, there's a lottery or whatever you want to call it. And every ticket in that place is drawn. And names are drawn out of people that can't afford it, but would be interested in going. You want to use our tax dollars? There's one way that people that are paying taxes that can't afford to go can now have an opportunity to go. But we can't do so that. So we huh. should do scholarships for all schools. Thank you. We should make sure that um, the schools that do have arts programs are getting a steep discount to taking their class to go view some of the um, uh, musicals and plays that are, are performed in in the Stras Center, I think that would benefit the community a whole lot more than just throwing money at the Stras and letting Stras do whatever they want with it. Uh, there has to be stipulations if you're going to give our tax money away. Same thing goes, and for, it has to benefit. It has to benefit us. It can't just benefit yes. those that are there. Now the same right. thing goes for Raymond James. Absolutely, the same Every thing. Now I, I will say this, and I know working with the youth that the Bucks why I think they could do so much more for the community. They really can't. I mean, Absolutely. they barely the scratch the service. They do give away a lot of free tickets to kids yes. and families mm-hmm. and all that. And companies but they and can do so stuff. much more. You know, everyone, you know, down at Channel Side. Oh, Vanek, always oh, do. Dude, these mm. professional team owners. Yes, they bring money to the community. They do all that. But if you look at what they get, too, they're not losing money. They're making no. all kinds like of money. Especially when you have workers that work there, and they only make $30 a day. So, like, that's insane. real talk. Real talk. This is what happens when you talk to people. So <laughs> when you have conversations. the USF game last week, because it was Veterans Day weekend, um, and I'm talking to the guy that's taking my order at the concession stand. Um, and, you know, you have the option when you pay to leave a tip. So I asked the guy, I was like, hey, so if I leave a tip, do you guys 
split the tips between the between yourselves or because you're on the register does the tip go to you he's like i don't see none of that money Give he me said, your cash well, out. Made, a lot of money he said i make 30 dollars a day all that money that you pay for the food and all that money that you put in the tip goes to the company not me well and a lot of them also a lot of the concession stands at these at Raymond James are run by nonprofit groups. Absolutely, right. Uh, but again, they don't get all the money; they get a percentage a per person. Right. Yeah. So the money, the big chunk of the money, goes yes to the organization. That's so weird. And then gets broken up right. to the nonprofits that are hosting the individuals that are paying, and it trickles all the way down to the guy that took stood there in the hot sun all day long. Got thirty bucks for being there that day, but he got to watch a game, and he didn't because right. he was in there the whole but time. That was the old and and again, <laughs> I am not. We understand racket. what it's like to, to I, I own a business. It so they hey, they took the risk. They put up millions and millions and millions of dollars yeah, to did. buy these franchises. Yeah. Yes, that's how that's how it works. works. That's, that's how, how it works. works, and that's cool. You and can take you can take the risk. To buy the spend these millions and millions and millions of dollars, right? But that doesn't mean because you decided to take that risk that everybody in the county has right. to pay you now. Correct. Now, someone like Jerry Jones, who built the stadium with his own money, okay, yeah, they gave him property, but at least right. they're these professional teams that are holding these communities hostage, and I almost say hostage, yeah, because they're afraid they do so much for the community, they do. Okay. But when you look at where the stadiums are and you look at the outskirts outside of the stadium and you see how run down the city is that they are in, where are they putting the money that they're receiving, that they're, quote, unquote, helping the community out? We don't see it. In their 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 bank accounts. Well, well, that's what I'm saying, but I I understand that. They're paying bloated Salary, and then they get tax yes. deductions for all of it. Like it, hey, guys, it, it pays yeah. in Newstro County to be a county worker. I get it. I mean, oh, absolutely. County, especially the upper level bureaucrats make ridiculous oh, yeah. I money. Mean, come on, our our school board superintendent, who is not elected by the way, he's hired by the school board, makes three hundred twenty-seven thousand dollars a year. Can I tell you why? Three hundred thirty thousand. Can I tell you why? I'm the sort of that he gets almost travel okay. And all that other stuff. Not that amount. But at least they could get fired. That's true. The county administrator. But they'd have to pay a severance. So here's, twice here's that. my problem. You're correct. He can get fired. But here's my problem with that. It's like a hundred. They hire million him. They pay him three hundred and thirty thousand dollars a year. Who's he beholden to? The board. Right. Not the Look people. At our not county, beholden, our not beholden administrator. to the county. Not the kids in the school system. Right. Not the county. Not he's, the stakeholders. He's beholden. To the Which board. Are the parents. So if you have a majority of one side or the other on the board, then that superintendent's going to do whatever he has to do to keep, to keep that job and keep that. Our pension. county commissioners vote on paying one person a salary, don't they? I'm not talking elected officials. I'm oh. talking bureaucrats. Whose salary the do attorney? they vote on? Is Their it the own. attorney? Well, that too. But they vote on the county administrator. Mm-hmm. From yeah. there, she. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yep. we, we, we've got people in offices making high triple figures in this county. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I said, there's no risk to them. They 
There was no risk during the pandemic. What did no. they care if we were open or closed? They still got their paycheck, so it didn't matter. Every day that you'd walk by a rec center and they're in there playing solitaire, and they're, they're not, there was never mm. any fear. And I don't blame the individual. The individual. What no, they I blame were getting their paycheck is the, for uh, is too. the elected officials and the upper level bureaucrats. Here's here's what I here's what I blame though is the decision makers, right? Is the ones that our county does hire that influence policy, that influence decisions, um, that make all this money that we can't hold accountable. Um, I blame them and I blame the board for allowing them to do it. All the boards or the councils or whatever it is that you want to call it that's here local in the government. Um, all of those individuals are, are complicit in the removal of our rights, we, our freedoms. We need to start know it. stop treating our elected officials and upper-level bureaucrats as celebrities. Yeah, well, uh, yeah I said we that. need to stop treating them as celebrities. We need to drop, stop treating them as CEOs. They work for us. Why are they riding in parades? They work for us. And, and why are we cheering them on? Mm. Just saying. Um, I mean, I know I parades care. and hills. I get it. I get uh, why. Like, why? so that you, you know get FaceTime in front of people that you normally wouldn't meet. But you're not meeting anybody. All you're doing right. is you're passing out candy. Car. And it's why, name recognition is what they say. Why, when the Bucks had a parade, or the Lightning had a parade down mm. Hillsborough River, were our elected officials on yeah. boats going down the river with them? What did our elected officials do to win that Super Bowl title? Financed them. Huh. I mean... That part. But... But we're going to throw a constitution glitter on it and say... Why are we celebrating... <laughs> for the economy. You know, when our elected officials go to a Bucks game, do they sit in seats or do they sit up in the little box for the sports Honestly, authority? no idea because I never pay that close attention to what the they're sports doing. It, but it's, it's... I'm again, sure they sit in the press box. Again, why do we tr- and I'm not saying all elected officials are so bad here I, 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 I am, I'm going I, there to, are good ones so I'm going to be 100% honest with this answer and it's my opinion and my opinion only um, if you have been elected to sit in a seat whatever that seat is in our, our local state national government you are not special you're not you're not a hero you're not special you're there to do what I tell you to do um, and, and until we get back to that, until the people get back to the understanding that I elected you, so now you're going to do what I tell you to do. Not we're going to listen Respectfully. and we're going to wait for you to come up with a plan <laughs> on how to fix our stuff. No, we're going to give you the plan and you're going to enact Execute it, it because that's your job as an elected servant. Until we get back to that mentality, we're going to continue the, the bureaucratic BS Please. that is in our counties and is in our state, especially our state too, that with the, the Constitution nation. glitter mm-hmm. um, and, and across the nation is going to continue to be the same because we are sedentary as citizens. We're too comfortable. We are, we, we don't like to rock the boat anymore. We, or, or, or we're afraid of cancel culture. Not, not even that, yes, that, or we're afraid, right? We're, we're, I won't say we're afraid. We have this false sense of I'm doing something important because I sit on Facebook and Instagram and all these other things mm-hmm. and I make all these comments towards like comments on on, you know, I think it was 
I don't know, it was one of the commissioners made a post on like Facebook and everybody's like, comment on there. He's not reading that. He doesn't care. Mm-mm. Comment on Insta- this Instagram post. Not reading it. Don't care. They post, and it's not half the time, it's not even them that post. It's their, you know. It's an admin. Right. Or, you know, or, um, you know, even even now, we're, we're kind of, we've given ourselves a false sense of security by email campaigns, signing petitions. Resolutions, resolutions that don't do anything. Like all this crap. That doesn't do anything, and and we consider that oh, what well, that's our doing our job. No, so your job is here. I'm going to make it really, really, really simple for everybody out there to understand. Here's your job, right? When you vote, whether your person wins or not, when you vote, there's a follow up to that. Hmm. So you vote, the election's over. Your person either won or didn't win. What you don't do is go back to your house and get on Facebook and bitch about it. No, you go build a relationship. What you do is you reach out to that individual. If it's in your district, you reach out to that individual. Hey, I'd like to have a conversation with you. Let's meet. Let's go to coffee. Yeah, they call you right back. So if they don't, (laughs) if they don't. Well, well, that's why you have to be persistent. If if they don't. Guys, freedom and liberty is not free. It's not comfortable. You have to get uncomfortable and get out of your comfort zone. You have to make them. The best one, playing on what you, and the one that gets me is when elected officials, it's a Saturday, it's a Sunday, they go to a restaurant. And they take a picture at the restaurant with the owner. I do that because that's my business. I mm-hmm. sell to restaurants. And right. Those are my friends. I mm-hmm. want you know. But oh, I was at Joe's Fish Camp, Crab Shack today, and oh, and and they take a picture with the owner. They take a picture with the what? Kiss some babies, shake some hands. Nobody cares. No. Why is it no. such a big deal that an elected Look. official went to your re- nobody cares? No. And I'm sorry, you know who I'm talking about mostly. But if I they, see one more picture. They, hang on, but did they go to city council and give public comment about how code enforcement was illegally going downtown and trying to close businesses well, down I don't want to instead rock the of boat. Right. Well that's but that I did. Right. I did. Maybe that's why I I earned 80,000 votes, because I put myself where the people needed me. And I spoke out because nobody else was doing it. Nobody else was doing it. They knew it was wrong, but because they wanted to get elected and hold a position with a title, they didn't do what they should have done, which is speak for the people and stand up for the people that needed them the most. Agreed. Because it's not necessary. It should be. And the reason why it's not, wait, hang on. So the reason why it's not necessary is because the elites control them. And they're like, don't worry about it. As long as you do what I tell you to do and you say what I tell you to do, you'll be elected. And you will have a career in politics. You'll go from being school board member to a state representative. Or you'll go from being, you know, a county commissioner to a state representative. Or, you know, you'll join the Congress. Like, that is a path. They create this pathway from yes. one elected office to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next. Whole career. And then you wonder why we have 30-year bureaucrats that are sitting in, in a public office and they the literally wrong. do nothing that's but because. send out, what is it, uh, text message surveys on what the people need, but you can never find them Email anywhere. surveys. Email surveys. Oh, that's it. Well, so and that, frustrating. That's what I was talking about <laughs> in the very beginning of this show. Is that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's exactly what I was talking about is... Gosh. The wrong people control the government at all 
We the levels. people. Um, we and, hold the power. We, we always have. Well, hold on now. And we, the people, have voluntary give, voluntarily have. given that up. We have. We stopped. Uh, first to admit it. First to admit it. Yep. I didn't vote until, tw- what, what, when did I vote? 2016, 2016 was the first time I voted. Ever. I wanted to vote. I didn't grow up in a household where politics was talked about. I, I didn't grow up in a household. I didn't word. even know what Democrat, yeah. Republican really were. I, I mean, I knew about propaganda. I kind of learned about it in high school and middle school. I but And I, I did vote. And I, I knew what to vote. I knew, but... I thought not voting was a protest, was my way of showing Right, there's a lot of people that think that way. And you know what? That's probably not smart doing it that way because your voice does need to be heard at the ballot box and on the street. You know, if it's counted now, that's another story. But, well, as I said, I, I just, and as we get deeper into the show, as we have guests on, like we said, folks, don't tune in with us. If you are looking for a one-sided, for a feel-good, for a feel-good tribal podcast, nope, because you're coming to the wrong place. We and don't I, like it. I would rather have only ten people. I would rather have ten people listen to us and watch us that are doing it because they want to find out something new or learn something new, rather than oh. Well, Allie and Scott are on it. It must be a conservative right. No, no. Listen, I'm gonna have so I have so many people I want to bring on here. Whether we do Zoom or calls it call in or they sit in here with us, I am so excited. I went to a walkaway event over the last week. My week has been pretty busy. The last couple of weeks have been really busy. But I went to a walkaway event, and Brandon Strack is an, a phenomenal person, and the amount of just testimonials of people waking up to what is really going on in our country and coming around and turning around and saying, look, I do not subscribe to what is happening here. And I completely, you know, are making a a 180 roundabout. Like it's, it it really is a fun group. I I, I love it. I love it. Curtis Hickson. It was that I, and uh, I don't know how they found me. I have no, once again. I know, I remember that day. I have no idea where they found me or how they found me, but when they asked me to speak at that event, that was an honor. Yeah. That yeah. that really that really was. But Brandon, it's, Shemika, it's just, Nick, but, Mikey, you know, ask yourself awesome. a question. Mm. Let's limit it to Hillsborough County for right now. Okay. Since that's where we live. All right. How many? Of our elected officials, commissioners, constitutional, state representatives, state senators, U.S. senators, Congress out of Hillsborough County. Mm-hmm. How many, and I'm not mentioning names yet. Notice how we keep saying that, people. Not yet. Oh, yeah, we, it's have, we have a well, few. Well, not really. No, no, no. We're, well, we're, we're much more brutal than this. Okay. No, but how I want, and this is rhetorical, but not really. How many of them do you trust explicitly that say, that's a good person, I trust them beyond a shadow of a doubt? Man. That's the first song that just went through my head, literally. 
here's me. So, so here's me. I changed it with the last ten. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you my answer. Um, and my answer is, is that as far as who do I trust, I don't trust anybody. But do I think that there is maybe one or two, maybe one or two good folks in there that still kind of have the right values, that have the right idea, that they do what they want to do? Um, yes. You do? Yes. Well, okay, maybe one. Maybe you, one. You got one? Maybe one. Just one? So, uh, maybe I don't one. Know. I'm not sure I have one. But, so, I, I may, I'm a benefit of the doubt kind of guy sometimes, right? And this one in particular, um, I, I'm given a little grace, right? But for the rest of them, absolutely not. But I trust no one. And here's the problem that we have in America, too, is we start trusting people. You should never, ever trust an elected person. Ever, ever trust an elected person. Well, tell us why, Matt. Because when money, power, and the human heart are involved, the human heart is corrupted. See, I think elected so officials lose heart. We should always, we should always pay attention. And we should always check our elected servants through the whole process, whether they're doing great or not. You at least need to be in their face to be like, hey, I'm still paying attention. No, I, I mean, I, and not I, in like an yes. abrasive kind of way. Obviously. No, no, no. Just hey, I'm still here, still paying no, attention. Just like we did on are... the, just like we did on the campaign trail. Mm -hmm. Like we weren't when you were on the campaign trail. Like we weren't mean and nasty to anybody. We would mm -hmm. go give hugs, shake hands, like hey, just to say hey, we're still here. Right. We ain't going nowhere. Yeah. Right. I I mean, we do. And again, do we have elected officials here in this county that? Are trying to do the right thing. I think so. Yeah, but I'm not willing to just sell out and say I'll I'll talk to you at the end of your four years. But that's what we do, though. That's oh. that's what we do. No, we no, no. I mean, when I say I'll talk to you, I mean I'll talk to you guys oh, 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 at the oh, end gotcha. of the four. Gotcha. Not, I was going to say because yeah, I was going to no, say because that's, that's the habit that we have right absolutely. now. Absolutely, shoot. I sit on the Hillsborough County Parks Recreation and Conservation Board for Commissioner Wastel. I think he's doing a great job. Shout I really out to do. Josh I think Josh I Wastel. think he gets a lot of pressure. Of and course it's he does. Hard. It's hard. It's hard for him to do everything he said he would do. It's hard for anyone to There's do that in a normal life. There's not yeah, a lot of support. There isn't. So especially when you know, he comes to he comes to you and asks you to, to show, show up, up to this meeting, and you don't. So, Wastel, Josh Wastel is the first one that I've ever seen, aside from election time, mm -hmm. come out and say, hey, we need you if you up. really want this change to happen, I need your help. Well, I, I have seen that, but the problem is, if they really want our help, if these commissioners really want our help, then give us better access because nine o'clock in the morning on a work day is, is not, not good access. access. It's right. like that for a it's the same with the school board. Denial is so voice. Right. It's the same, but it's the same with the school board. You have school board meetings start at four o'clock. First During of all, teachers don't even get out of school at four o'clock. We have over two hundred schools in this county. Government you really think somebody all the way in North County access. is going to come Absolutely. down? Like it's crazy. It, it, no parent gets off at four o'clock. 
Right. Then change the time of your meetings. They won't. I guarantee you. How about you let's start our meetings that's at 7 still, o'clock? That's, not, I would. that's still why they post their stupid town hall meetings on billboards and the sign of corners where nobody can see them. You they notice they that. Don't want you or, to show or we'll hold office hours at like the library at like ridiculous times during ridiculous times yeah, of the day. They don't like want you to show up. They don't want you to be active. They how are you going to go to so, which, meet a commissioner at 2 o'clock in the afternoon? Come to the town hall meeting. Well, first of all, are you really going to meet a commissioner and have time to talk with them at their so-called town hall meetings? Absolutely no. not. They are designed kissing babies for, right. shaking hands. And, and it's just, it is, but. So here, here's going back again to the beginning, and we're running out of time, so. Um, I just want to make this point real quick. This is going back to the beginning, and this is the importance of of the whole liberty and freedom as an action word, right? Um, in order to make that change, so we talk about the times of the the county commission meetings, the times of school board meetings, how how out of place they are, right, and how out of touch they are as far as schedules of the normal working class citizen of Hillsborough County, which we know that they're set like that on purpose. But until enough of us show up. Mm to make them change they won't change they won't change um and and finding if we it. start showing up if we start showing up in droves to make the changes that we want to see and they don't change then we have some other legal recourse that we can do that we can legitimately run through the courts but enough people have to, have show, to up. show up but we have to change access because if we don't, it will be well, the same retirees. So first of all, let me, the let me, same so, so people. let me tell you, let that's me tell why. you about access because people get this kind of screwed up too, right? So one, people think you can't go up to the county commissioner's office or to the school board and make a visit. They think you can't do that, right? Um, and so yes, it's challenging, but it's possible. It's challenging. You know, um, because you have gatekeepers there, assistants and all that stuff. That, that have will, been in the district that, that for the district longer for than eons, the representatives have been right? elected. Um, that, that will try to keep you from doing that. But if you stay persistent. You have a right to petition your, your grievances. With 100% your constitutionally. Constitutionally, Shoot, County, they try to sell the bag of win. You can't even mention them by name. Oh, and that's a policy, guys. That's not a rule. That's, that's, a not, policy, that's not a law. That's not a rule. And, it's and that's actually been law. determined through the courts. I can't yes. remember what. Uh, the court case. There you Supreme go. Court Sullivan versus the state of New York. Yes. 1967. You can I call so out as long as you don't threaten their well being. Right. Yep. Policies, recommendations. None of those are laws. Executive um, orders. Executive orders, any of that stuff. Anything. And any law, even if it's passed, that usurps your God-given inalienable, inalienable rights is, a, is not a law. Right. You have Bottom every, line. every right. Bottom line. So just to throw that out there. But we're running out of time, so we need to, we need to close up the show um, so that we can get it posted. But... Um, we're going to be doing this again very frequently. Again, if if you want to keep up to date with our shows um, and see the the madness that's about to ensue once we get this thing going, um, you know we're on Rumble to our pod to the number two, the letter R P O D, um, the two R. So let me explain the whole pod. Yes, please, please explain to our. I think this so is the our... name of the podcast no, is Republic's pod. oh. Reckoning. 
That's RR. The name of the podcast is The Republic's, Republic's Reckoning. Reckoning. Spelled correctly. Right? Yes, spelled oh, correctly for those just, of you. That was, that that was like to bad. Invites. Um, sorry. But, so yeah, so to, in, in order to I'm watch the sorry. show, get the updates on when the shows are coming, um, <laughs> go to 2rpod.com. That's the number two, letter R, P-O-D, dot com. Um, you'll see all, you'll get all the access to all our social media sites. Um, we will be, initially we'll be live streaming from Rumble when we live stream. Um, also, you can catch our, if you subscribe to pill.net, or if you don't, you should go subscribe to pill.net anyways. But you can catch us to our pod. You can catch us on pill.net. Also on Truth Social at to our pod, Facebook, to our pod, um, Instagram. X, um, all of those platforms. We'll probably be holding spaces, too, if you're on X, so we'll do those. At some point, once we get a good followership, we'd like to go ahead and go on X and start holding Twitter spaces where you can engage with Scott, Ali, and myself live in person. Can I be honest? What? Until you just said that. I never even heard never of Twitter Spaces. Twi- you, look, as big a following, as that much, I use social media for a different reason. Uh-huh. I use it to be funny, to right. plant right, right. seeds in people's heads. So would you please explain for those so Twitter uneducated, spaces, ignorant so people like me. It's like social media Twitter radio. Spaces is like social media radio, right? You all go in this social media group. And Do everybody has like conversations. Box? It's kind of like Zoom it's, without the cameras. Right. It's so much fun. It, it is. It's kind of like a Zoom meeting without the cameras. Boy, that brought up bad memories. Zoom brought up bad memories. <laughs> I know. I digress. I digress. we got to summarize this thing up. Um, but, yeah, so Rumble, Pill.net, True Social, Instagram, X. I think I got them all. Yep, X. We're all to our pod. Um, also, you can contact us, info at 2rpod.com, or you can either email Matt, Scott, or Allie at 2rpod.com. Um, and then again, if, if you have something that you'd like to you'd like for us to talk about on the show, go to our contact page. You can fill out the form that's on there um, and request that it be put on the show. Or if you would like to be, and this goes out to Everybody. all politicians. Everyone. <laughs> All community leaders, all the way, everything down to the average, average Joe in in you know in the county. If you want to come on the show and talk about what your something that's important is. to you, and talk about your experiences and things that are going on in your community, go to the contact page at twrpod.com um, and fill out the form. We will gladly bring you on the show and have you on. And we America's can Republic topics. is coming upon a reckoning. Absolutely, and I like that. Like Absolutely. That. We are here to provide um, So stay video. tuned. More to follow. Um, just so you know, also, um, just to put it out there, um, Mike Johnson released the J6 videotapes yes. yesterday. Um, for those of you who have not viewed them yet or for some reason, because they're all over the place, can't figure out how to get a hold of them, once I post this video in the chat, also on our Truth Social um, and our X. Um, I will post the link for you to have access to those January 6th videos. Go look at them for yourself. Make your own decisions. The important thing that you need to understand here is do your own research and find out for yourself. Think for yourself, but be solutionary minded. So 
Um, I hope you all enjoyed getting to know Scott and Allie a little bit. I skated out of talking and introducing myself, which was planned. But um, I hope <laughs> so rude. I hope you guys enjoyed. He will not escape learning. next episode. Yeah, whatever. So <laughs> I, I hope you enjoyed uh, learning a little bit more about about Two Or Pod and what we are, the Republic's Reckoning Podcast, and what we are and what we're doing as well as getting to know Allie and Scott a little bit. Um, and we will see you next next time. Peace.